Is Spencer Strider falling victim to the dreaded sophomore slump? Is Orlando Arcia the real deal? Join us today where we provide you with the best must-trade for and away players on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. Yo, it's good. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. If you're listening on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit the little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon, where we provide you with the best players that you need to trade for and to trade away. Matt, who do we got up first, brother? All right, we got a bunch of good names today. We're going to kick it off with probably one of the best pitchers in the league who's just not performing that well. And here's a little tidbit, guys. This episode is more important than ever because now we're getting close to that all-star break halfway through the season. And teams are starting to count themselves out. And now now's your time to pounce. Now's your time to take advantage of their fatigue, take advantage of the fact that they just may need to make a move in order to try and get themselves at least into the sixth position to do it. And you can either take advantage if you're up top or kind of make a move to sneak your way up in the rankings. And while everybody's slipping away from fantasy baseball and moving on to fantasy football, might be able to make your way into the playoffs. And this episode is going to be one of the key episodes that's going to help you get there. Let's start this off. Let's talk about Mr. Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider has looked like Kaka Doo this in the last month. It's been atrocious. Like... With a 6.33 ERA on the month, like I'm just not happy with it. I'm a Spencer Strider owner, and I'm a little pissed because he's supposed to be my ace in the hole, and here we are with a 6.33 ERA and getting blown up week in and week out. I'm not sure what's causing it. Like, is it the sophomore slump? No, I don't think so. Is that a cup? Is that a bunch of moments of brilliance? I think he's just having a bad go at it. Everybody slumps. Just usually not this bad when you're this elite. Now. Who knows, maybe something's going on with Strider, but here's the thing. You can get somebody that's really fatigued or in a tough spot, like I said, at the top of this top of this take, where you know they may need to make a move and they might need to fill more than one category or more than one position, essentially, right? So like if somebody needs, you know, uh, a first baseman since they've lost Vinny P, a shortstop if they lost O'Neill Cruz, or somebody else that's gone down or drafted Jimenez and he's just been atrocious like 
there's a lot of angles that you can kind of play in order to sneak your way into getting Spencer Strider, especially if you have a little bit of depth. And I've seen it happen where teams have a lot of depth at like second base or short, and it's just completely unintentional. They just happen to stay stay healthy, and they haven't moved on from these guys and tried to trade up. Now is the time. Take advantage of Spencer Strider, and there's a couple of names below that we're going to get into that you should be offering to Spencer Strider. And he's already looking like he might be the guy again with six innings tonight, nine Ks, and a 1-5 ERA through six innings. We'll see how Philly is able to, you know, manage him for the rest. So when you guys are hearing this, he may have already gotten lit up. We shall see. I don't foresee it. I was just watching the game before I walked in here. He's looking really strong. So this may be your last Philo opportunity on Spencer Strider. Yeah, Matt, great take on Strider. I'm just going to add my two cents because you covered him pretty well. The strikeout numbers are still elite for Strider. The stuff in general still looks good. As Matt was saying, I've watched a few of Strider's starts this season, and the stuff looks great. Uh, we like you guys always know if you're an everyday, but if you're a new listener, we kind we kind of try and keep things simple and very understandable on this podcast. So we don't really talk about you know some of these crazy stats too much. But sometimes we'll talk about FIP, which is fielding independent pitching. It's an ERA indicator, and Striders is a three 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 compared to his four one two ERA in the season. So that's kind of an indication that Strider is going to get back closer to that you know low threes ERA instead of the over four ERA that he currently has. You know, Matt said it the best, take advantage of the Spencer Strider owners that don't know what they have. And you know what? Just go out there and make a nice little trade for him. Let's move on to somebody else that, we, you know, took high draft capital from you and has kind of been struggling a little bit. And it's the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. Now, let's not forget Pete Alonzo had just come back, you know, from, um, you know, an injury. He got hit on the wrist by a pitch. So it's not you know, any soft tissue or anything like that. That was, you know, just Pete being, you know, an injury prone guy, which he is not. So I think he's going to bounce back very, very well. You know, Pete Alonso on the year, he's second in the whole league in home runs with 22. He's got 42 runs, 49 RBIs. He's even chipped in two steals. But I know a lot of owners are going to see that 228 batting average and be repulsed by it because, you know what, we drafted Alonso to hit closer to, you know, the the 260 batting average that, you know, his career um, is right on. And uh, he's he's going to have another stretch here where he hits a bunch of home runs. Batting average is going to look good. The doubles are going to be nice. And uh, he's not really a crazy, crazy strikeout guy either. On the season, 28 uh, walks to 55 strikeouts, which in today's day and age is pretty, pretty impressive. You know, Alonzo's still only 28 years old. I don't think he's falling off a cliff. If you can go out there and get a nice little buy low offer sent out for Alonzo, I definitely think you could work that trade out. And you want to do it before he gets the turnaround and he goes on this crazy uh, stretch where he's hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. Honestly, I could see him getting close to, you know, 50 this year again. So go out there and trade for Pete Alonzo. I have all the confidence in the world in the kid. Yeah. The only thing is he's he's going to still be a mid-tier buy, so you're going to have to give up something. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get him for free 99. Um, almost all the these first two names are going to be more of the mid-tier give up. It's going to be multiple decent guys for one really stud guy. You know, it's going to be hard to get Pete Alonzo right off the cuff, but I think he's still worth taking a shot on. And let's move on here because Dom did a great job. Let's talk about JT Real Muto, somebody who's absolutely been taking a poop in his big boy pants over the last month. Last two weeks look, look kind of nice, but if you really look at the stats at the underlining, right, it's really just this week. I mean, this last week, he had five runs, two bombs, four ribs, 
a stolen base bat in about 278. Over the last two weeks, he had eight runs, three bombs, seven ribs, two stolen bases, and 257. If you look at that the week before, honestly, what? He had three runs, a bomb, three ribs, a stolen base. And to bring down that 278, to average out to a 257, he's probably batting about a 200. And then over the last month, in total, I mean, it, he only has 15 runs, five bombs, 11 ribs, three stolen bases, batting 202. So earlier this month, he really didn't have much. Like, if you really break it down, he had seven runs through those two weeks. So that's really what, three and a half runs for if you divide them up between the two, a bomb a week. And what four ribs across those two weeks, us and no stolen bases, and he was probably batting you like a 142. So here's the thing: Real Muto is a great buy low because they're probably pissed as hell he's not doing his thing. And you could see right now he might be able to, you know, might be on his way back. We shall see. And it's worth taking a shot. You're not going to have to give up an insane amount to get Real Muto. You're going to have to give up something. Your catcher. Plus, you know, somebody enticing, but nobody too crazy in my opinion. So the way I'm looking at it is try and scoop up Real Muto on the cheap before he starts catching his stride, and it may not cost you all that much. And guys, real quick, before I give my take on Real Muto, and then after that we're going to talk about one of the biggest flangey guys in the MLB, you know, super injury-prone guy. We got the young upcoming ace for the Houston Astros, and then we got a bunch of guys that you should probably be moving on from before the shoe falls off the other foot. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals on last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in, Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price always guaranteed. And guys, here we go. We've been teasing this huge announcement for, you know, past couple of days, and it's finally time to do so. So make sure, you know, you're tuning in for this announcement, guys. It's a pretty big one here as far as, you know, Matt and I can, are concerned. So everydayers and new listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, Matt and I are now offering a more in-depth and personalized experience on a new website called Subtext. If you subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Subtext website and become a member of the Everydayers Diamond Club, you'll now have direct unlimited access to us. Members of the Diamond Club will get instant alerts and takes on prospect call-ups, injuries, in-depth waiver wire ads, and best of all, we'll be answering all of your questions right away. Literally pretty pretty fast with these answers, guys. It's a very, very you know personalized experience here, which is going to be on Subtext. So subscribing to our subtext will give you a leg up on the competition and help lead you to an everydayers championship. 
The link to subscribe to our subtext will be in the description of this video, podcast, and in our link tree, which is on all of our social media bios. Don't miss out on this opportunity with a free 14-day trial and only $4.99 a month after that, where Matt and I will help bring you home that everydayers championship. And guys, as always, we do want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where we're talking about the best must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend. But all right, Matt, who do we got up next? Who are we talking about today right now? <laughs> um, Yeah, let's move on here. I guess you have nothing to say on uh, Mr. JT Rulamuto. Um, I think he did a great job covering him, brother. Let's just keep it pushing. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, all right, let's move on to Mr. Byron Buxton. Now, it's funny that you're bringing him up today because we had so many co- uh, comments. Should I drop Buxton today? What should I do? Oh, my God. He's, you know, really pooping in his big boy pants. But here's the thing, right? Buxton just came back from the IL like two weeks ago. So, like, this is to be expected. So, I mean, what are we going to do here? You only had 45 at-bats. Like, that's really not that much going on. That's in the whole month. Honestly, in the last two weeks, it's only been 16. Like, give the guy a break. This is what he does, right? He gets hurt. He sucks for a little bit. He goes off, and then he gets hurt again. Now, the difference is you're not paying for him in the for now for in the draft, right? You're going to go trade for him and buy him low. He might even be out on your waiver wire because there's already been a 4% drop on his ownership, which that's a lot of leagues to be dropped in. He's 85% owned. This may drop. You might see him on your waivers, and then you scoop him up. But I would throw out a low-roll offer and see what you can get, right? Like, there's a couple names, like, I kind of would blow my load on and kind of try and say see if I could go and pick up Byron Buxton. But we shall see. But here's the thing, right? Buxton, when he's healthy, we all know the kick could hit. Hit, we can steal. The only thing he's really not going to do is hit you for average. He's a career 240 batting average. But when he's healthy... He does hit the ball. So it's just it's really just based off of him just being in these slumps coming back from injury that I think brings down his batting average so frequently. But it is what it is. So only it's only up from here for Buxton. And if you can scoop him up on the cheap and elevate your outfield or utility from, you know, a mediocre to middling, you know, a player to Byron Buxton once you catch his fire, forget about it. You know, you're going to make that playoff push and try and get in the playoffs and come out from under the little hole you started off with. And we're going to see you rise to victory here. And that's picking up Byron Buxton. Yeah, Matt, great, great take on Buxton. And guys, the whole point of this episode that we do it every week is to capitalize on value. Buy low and sell high. It's the name of the game. If you learn how to do that, you're going to be a lot more successful in fantasy baseball. Now, Byron Buxton is somebody that, you know, right now, okay, 202 batting average. He looks pretty bad, as Matt mentioned, coming off the IL, but he always gets hot. There's always a point in the season where Byron Buxton is on fire, and he can, him alone can win you two to three weeks. So here's what I'm going to say about Buxton. Trade super low for him. I guarantee you the owner is fed up. They've had enough. You know, Byron Buxton fatigue is well, well known at this point in his career. We're all fatigued with him. Buy super low, get him on your team. Then when he goes off for those two or three weeks and he's the best player in baseball, you sell high. So, you know, it's like, it's literally like, you know, just capitalizing on value. It's something that is easy to, easier than you think to do. So go out there, trade for Buxton, get him on the low. He's going to give you some bombs. He's, you know, he's got six stolen bases in 55 games already this year. 
and that batting average is going to pop back up. I can pretty much almost guarantee it with the caveat being that, listen, Byron Buxton can head right back to the IL. His season could end at any moment because that's what he does. But I personally think, like I said, there's that going to be that stretch that happens where he's one of the best players in baseball, capitalize on the value of Byron Buxton right now. Let's move on to somebody else that Matt and I were super high on coming into the year. We both have, you know, quite a few shares of this guy, and it's Hunter Brown. I mean, I absolutely love Hunter Brown. He's been, you know, pretty up and down this season. But, you know, for a rookie pitcher, Hunter Brown is, you know, actually faring pretty well in my opinion. Uh, on the year, Hunter Brown stats are looking serviceable, serviceable. 81 innings pitch, six wins, 90 strikeouts, 378 ERA, and a 1-2-2 whip. Those numbers were looking a lot better before he went out, uh, you know, on June 19th, and he got, you know, lit up by the Mets. Six earned runs, 5.2 innings, seven strikeouts, 1-5-9 whip. But before that, you know, he had dominated the Washington Nationals, which pretty much almost any pitcher in the league could do at this point. But, you know, something I like to point out about Brown, he had a great mentor in Justin Verlander. And, you know, you got Framber Valdez over there. You got quite a few good pitchers on that team that he's learning from. So the six foot two, 212 pound righty is somebody that, you know, you want to stay invested in. If you can get him on the cheap right now, after that blow up start against the Mets, I would recommend it. And even if those in, you know, those keeper and dynasty leagues, he's kind of like a sneaky buy. He's still only 24 years old. And I think he's going to take off. You know, I really, I really think my, my, this year may not be the breakout. I could see it being next year where he really takes that next step and he becomes a Spencer Strider-esque type pitcher because the strikeout upside is there. The run suppression is there. He has fairly good control and, you know, through that minor league track record. So I think uh, Hunter Brown is somebody you're going to want to go out there, shoot those buy low offers on him. And I think you might get a couple of bites because with this roller coaster of a season he's been having, owners might say, all right, you know, I'm kind of willing to give up Hunter Brown at this point. But I don't think he's going to come on the super cheap, but he's cheap enough where you can go out there and make that uh, make that move. Absolutely. I mean, Hunter Brown, oof, it, it's been a rough ride. I'm an owner of him. Um, you know, started off the season wonderful, like Dom said, but then it's just been a. Eh. But I foresee that bounce back. I have all the faith in the world in this kid, you know. It really just could be an innings fatigue. He's probably going to get sent down, I guarantee, in the next week or so because the all-star break is around the corner, and that's the perfect buy-low opportunity or wait for him to hit the waiver wires because people might just drop him based off of his you know recent play. So just keep an eye out for Hunter Brown enti- entirely. And before we move on and we talk about an Atlanta player who has been his ups and downs coming off the I.L., um, we got a couple other players and a guy that I really think is the biggest fool's gold, hands down. So we shall see. But we got some great sponsors, you know, you need to hear about first. All right, and we're back here. So I promised an Atlanta player, and I'm going to give you one. That's Mr. Orlando Arcia. You know, start off the season, everybody was all over this kid. He was probably like one of the biggest waiver wire pickups to start off the season, came out like a bat out of hell. The Swiss Army knife himself with second short now field eligibility. You know, he's been hot as hell again. And again, I don't think it's real. I think this guy is an awesome trade away. And I think that we just need to capitalize on this. Like I said at the top of the show when I was talking about, you know, what second base looks like, what, what shortstop looks like, right? 
Arcia is a perfect person to slide into this trade for a for a Strider, for instance, somebody that performed earlier in the in the season, now came back and is performing again. And, you know, it's an easy way to fill it since he has that Swiss Army knife second short. You know, those are hard positions to come by, and position eligibility is key at this point in the season with all these injuries going down. Arcia could slide into somebody's lineup and be an extra bonus. You could package him and something like a good, like a decent pitcher and go out and snag snag Strider. You can package him and go and get like a – I wouldn't trade him for Buxton. Like that's just not me, but, you know. I was going to go there to be honest with you, Matt. That's exactly where I was going to go. I mean, you'll get the deal done. Like honestly, the person yeah. may look at you like you're crazy. Um I mean, personally, at that point, I might hold on to RC. I might try to get Buxton and something for RC. Like, I could do a two-for-one for me. Um, you know, like, maybe if they have Buxton and Hunter Brown, maybe you offer him RC and something really garbage to get off your team so you don't have to drop anybody. You know, like, RC has a lot of trading partners that you might be able to do because you're not limited to move him since he almost plays every position on the field. So definitely consider trading Orlando RC. Yeah, Matt, as I was saying, I was kind of just going to be like, I would do Arcia for Buxton straight up, and I'll, I'll back up why. I mean, Arcia only has one season where he hit – well, okay, one full season where he hit 277 every other season of his career besides the 2020, which I kind of throw out the window for almost every player. He had 260 that year. But every other year, the batting average has been abysmal for Arcia. I'm not buying that he figured it out at 28 years old and the kid's going to be, you know, a 300 hitter. I, I, I don't foresee it happening. The 341 batting average, I think, is unsustainable for Orlando Arcia. He doesn't steal bases. He doesn't have a lot of pop. The only thing that he's really holding on to is that batting average and also the fact that he's hitting in that Braves lineup. But then again, in the Braves lineup, he's hitting seventh or eighth, even with the you know breakout year from him here. I, I think, as you said, Matt, fool's gold, and you're a fool to believe if this, that this is going to continue up. And once again, what we're preaching on this episode that we do every week is capitalize on value. The value for RCA right now is very high. So you know what? Even if you think you can get something better than Buxton, go ahead. But I think that's a great starting point. You know, look at guys like Byron Buxton that are struggling and, you know, are normally very, very good when they're healthy and on the field. Do Orlando Arcia and, you know, a somewhat decent pitcher, aim for Pete Alonso then if you want, or aim for, as Matt said, Spencer Strider. But if you believe that Orlando Arcia is going to keep this up the rest of the way, uh, I, I feel bad because I, I don't foresee it happening. Let's move on to, uh, you know, a young gun here that's kind of, you know, been, been very serviceable. It's Spencer Steer. Now, I, I'm not a big Spencer Steer guy. I don't know a crazy amount about him, but I know he's been, you know, hitting the ball very, very well of late. He's got first and third eligibility. You know, go go talk to the Vinny Pasquantino owner and, you know, see if you can get a deal done over there. Or I'll be honest with you, even the Austin Riley owner right now is probably hurting if that's their only third baseman because Riley's been struggling. Over the past month, Spencer Steer has 20 runs, five homers, 22 RBI, six deals, 317 batting average. I don't foresee him keeping this up especially, you know, Joey Votto's back in the lineup. They're going to try and get Christian Encarnacion Strand up there at some point. So I don't know if Steer is going to continue to have that everyday role that he currently has. We will certainly see, though. 
his minor league track record is is all right. It's not absolutely blowing me away. You know, he had a good 2022. We had 23 bombs with the 274 batting average. And besides that, you know, the year before, 254 batting average, 24 homers. So, you know, the, the power is real. The speed isn't elite. It's decent speed from Steer. So I don't know how many bases he's actually going to steal the rest of the way. I mean, it's this year in the, the way the league is going, steals are up. But once again, capitalize on the value. I don't think Steer keeps this up all year. So go out there. We talked about the guys to target, so I'm not going to repeat myself. Uh, throw Steer into a trade for one of those guys, and I think you'll certainly walk away happy. Absolutely. Uh, great take, Dom. Um, you know, unfortunately, Spencer Steer isn't an everydayer like you guys, so he won't be every day in that lineup. Um, sorry, I just that joke was too easy to uh, too much to pass. That was up. a good one. Um, but let's move on. Great take, Dom. Let's talk about the fool's gold I was referring to, and that's Mr. Javier Fake Out, Fake Out Baez. Um, my guy hasn't been relevant in baseball since he decided to leave the Cubs. And even then, I was kind of shade, uh, fading him then because it's just been a while since you could say, ah, oh, Javier has just been good. Um, this is a great hot week. Honestly, he's you could still add him in about 60% of league, leagues. So if he's out there, pick him up, see if this hot streak keeps going, and then see if you can dump him off in a trade or just ride the wave until he dies because he has shortstop eligibility, which has been a little weak. So it's a, a trade away and also possibly an add to – you know, see where that takes you. But I guess when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And he might be able to be that key part in somebody that didn't realize he was out there and performing this well. You might be able to sneak him in at the end of the trade. Plus, he has a name value of, hey, it's Tommy here, Baez. He's finally figuring it out after like three years of being on Detroit, which ain't happening. So, you know, do what you must with Javier. I don't know how much you'll get for him. But if he keeps performing this way for at least another week, he will be way more highly owned, and people are going to be pissed they missed out on him. So sneak him in at the end of a trade might get that job done for you. That's Javier Baez. Yeah, Matt, a great take on Baez, as you kind of you know pointed out there. Javier Baez still has name value to people that have been playing fantasy for the past few years. You know, he as as recent ago as twenty twenty one monster season for Baez, where he had the thirty one bombs, eighteen steals, two sixty five batting average. So people that are remembering that, and when you're going to trade Baez, you throw out there, hey, over the last two weeks, Baez seven runs, two bombs, eight RBIs. 300 batting average you know it's definitely somebody you can you know market the right way and get a trade done on but let's keep things pushing here to another another veteran and we've got a couple of veterans coming up for you here it's michael waka and i mean i don't know michael waka is a tricky one i i really don't believe in the the talent of michael waka at this point in his career you know at um how old is waka at this point 31 years old I know he had a strong year last year in Boston with the 3-3-2 ERA, 127 innings, 104 strikeouts, 115 whip. I just don't think he continues at this pace. Through 14 starts, 290 ERA for Waka this year, 80 innings, 69 Ks, 105 whip. The fielding independent pitching for Waka, which we talked about earlier, ERA indicators at a 3.79. So I think he winds up a little bit closer to there than this sub-3 ERA that he currently has. 
go out there. You know, you can start the trade talk for a Strider or, you know, a Hunter Brown with Michael Walker. Honestly, if you talking, if you if you got the gift of gab, I think you can go out there. You could talk the Hunter Brown owner. Oh, Walker for Hunter Brown. You know, look what Walker's doing, ba ba ba. Just just know how to smooth them the right way. And if you need any advice, once again, guys, subscribe to us on Subtext, brand new website. Uh, easy way to get all the fantasy information and advice you need. Uh, especially when it comes to trades. But, Matt, what do you think about Waka here? Real deal or fool's gold? Oh, it's absolutely fool's gold. I mean, but, hey, who knows? Pitching is is honestly horrendous right now. Like, you know, what are you getting out on the waiver wire? I feel like, you know, it just – Waka might be again. Same thing with Javier Baez, a guy that finishes the trade for you. Let's move on. You did a great job. Let's talk about this last guy fast because there's not much that we really need to divulge in him. That's Mr. Ta- Taiwan Walker. Um, my guy is about 48% owned, so he's out there in leagues right now. It's going up to people want to own him. He's pitching well right now. And again, what I just said about Waka is the same, is, is just as relevant. Pitching's weak. Sneak him in. They may be pissed they missed out on. Maybe they're a Phillies fan, which, you know, use that against them as well. Maybe that's a little incentive. Oh, he's going to get hot. You know, it'd be fun watching him play. You know, do what you got to do. He's pitching great. His next matchup is against Atlanta, which I'm not really too crazy about. But, you know, hey, he's pitching great against Oakland, the Dodgers, Detroit, which I don't want any off, um, and then got lit up against the Mets in Atlanta. But then, you know, goes out in Chicago and San Francisco, gets lit up against San Fran. So he's been so up and down, but he's a ride-the-wave kind of player, but maybe he's somebody to sneak in and say, oh, look, he's turning it around. Let's see if we can get something for Taiwan Walker. This one's a little bit more of a stretch and also kind of like an ad kind of player. We shall see. Yeah, so with Taiwan Walker here, the last month is the selling point for Taiwan Walker here. The last month, uh, over, I think that covers his last three or four starts, 36 innings, four wins, 27 strikeouts, 175 ERA, and a 103 whip for Walker over that time. Honestly, as Matt said, he gets Atlanta coming up, sell him before June 22nd. Sell, sell, sell right now. Push out those trades with him in there. Uh, point out the last month how good he's been, and there you go. You know, just get him off your hands before the other shoe drops. But with that being said, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, please be sure to check us out on Subtext. Like I said, guys, this opportunity you're not going to want to miss out on. Uh, exclusive access to us, uh, instant alerts, and, you know, we'll be there anytime that you need us. But make sure you look out for a new episode tomorrow. We'll provide you with the best must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend. Shout-out to all our everydayers and new listeners. We appreciate you all. So until next time, see you. Peace.